Welcome to the Power of Makeup, brought to you by Timely Business Management Software. As an assistant to one of the world's leading and most famous makeup artists, Pat McGrath, Cathy Ann McAllister has worked with the very best in the industry. Grateful for all the opportunities she has been given, she discusses how she now wants to use her years of knowledge to educate, promote, and teach valuable skills to up-and-coming makeup artists. Cathy Ann, thank you so much for joining me on my podcast today. I'm I, delighted, really. Thank you so much for inviting like, honestly, me. Honestly, no, thank you. Um, for anyone that's listening or looking at you right now, um, I connected with you over Clubhouse um, during the pandemic, and you were a dark horse. Um, I didn't really know who you were. You know, I knew your, I was always following your education anyway, but I didn't quite know, you know, what exactly you did. But I was so fascinated by your opening videos of your your beauty stories, which we can touch on later, but also the way um, you're into education. So that sort of struck struck me, you know, because the way you do things is just absolutely amazing. Um, so just like a little read off for people like, you know, you're from Ireland, which is why we connected to, because I'm from Dublin and you live in France. Um, but also, you know, yes, you have over 30 years experience in the industry, but you like work with one of my favorite all-time women in makeup, Pat McGrath and she was um the person that actually inspired me to go into makeup you know because of one thing she said to me when I said oh I'd like to assist you or how do I get into this industry and she said here's my agent's number contact them so whether she was just being polite at the end of the day it gave me as a young person who knew nothing about makeup that sort of drive to just go knock on the door and try and work with her Let's not talk about what happened then, because I never got to see the agency, but it really stuck in my mind. And I've always had utmost respect for her because she was so kind. But also you are the glow up judge in Ireland, too. So that was amazing. Um, So I'd like to hear your views on that. But if we can go back to the beginning to your career, absolutely love your story. Um, How did you get into makeup? You know, what is it? I, I come from um, a family of painters. Um, I th- also involved with theater and I started in theater and then I kind of uh, didn't even know that there was a, like many makeup artists, I didn't really know at the time anyway, that there was a career. I was doing a lot of painting, a lot of face painting, body painting. And then t- somebody told me, you know, you need to learn the craft. And so, yeah, I went uh, to a school in Paris um, I was, I felt that when I went to the school, I was quite a rebel. I thought a lot of the, I was looking literally to, to work, you know, it wasn't a hobby. I was already working, but without any knowledge of craft. And so I really wanted to get the craft and, and I really wanted to go out to work. So I felt that a lot of the people that were working uh, with me in that school were actually not quite sure, or maybe it was a bit of a hobby or a lot of them were, were much younger than me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess, um, I was kind of frustrated with the atmosphere that was a little bit teenage like, mm-hmm. and so I was really, really demanding on my teachers and they, uh, placed me in situations where finally I did get a foothold, if you wish, into the more professional aspect of, um, of the, uh, of the field. And I guess that that was really the, 
the first thing that made me think about how important education is and if, you know, how seriously it's approached. But I guess that uh, the teacher only becomes great if the student is really hungry and demanding. Yeah, that's very, um, it's very true. So um, how old were you, if you don't mind me asking? Not at all. Um, By the time I finished that school, I think I was 25. I was, you know, I was, I'd already done jewelry design. I'd already done quite a few different, um, uh, you know, aspects of a creative uh, road, if you wish. And this was becoming very serious now. So, so I think I was, yeah, 25 between 23 24 25 something like but that. how did you know you were you wanted to be serious because a lot of people tend to just fall into it but you really knew you wanted to do it so what made think, you fall in love with makeup I think it was because it incorporated um sculpture uh color paint pigment and characters so it kind of united in a certain sense theater um and the character making in theater paint obviously and also it kind of uh you know it works in the music world which I was very very much involved in as well you know the characters and music videos and stuff like that so it kind of seemed to answer a few of my curiosities at the time Mm. and by the way also um wasn't thinking I would become uh it would become my career I gave myself a deadline oh right like I thought if this is if this isn't working or if I'm not good enough, or if I've made a mistake, I want to find out really fast. So I went at it really intensely for that in, in that way, you know? Yeah. Cause I'm finding like nowadays, a lot of people, you know, um, we'll go back to the past, but like makeup is so exposed right now and everybody really, really wants it. But I feel like maybe there is a gap there where they're not quite getting their right education because it's coming in from all different angles. So what do you think? Yeah, well, uh, my my, I find it really interesting because every era is a new era. You know, you we've seen loads of diverse eras. You know, even if you just talked about you know social eras like punk rock or the new romantics or whatever it was. You know what I mean? Mm. And now you, when social media came in, of course you get all these people who have a direct access to show their work, and obviously on Instagram, which is amazing because uh, before then we were so dependent. The only difficulty is that through the independence of uh, social media, in my mind anyway, mm-hmm. you don't have as much access to teamwork and collaboration, right? So you can actually advance on your own. But the only way I learned my craft was thanks to uh, rubbing up against people much better than me in all sorts of domains who push me to my limits and way and beyond my limits. But if I'm alone developing something with not enough interaction, uh, there's going to be a moment where I'm going to be stuck. I'm going to be repeating myself. So truly, thanks to um, I think if people could balance out this incredible independent access that they have with the opportunity to rub up against great people in their diverse fields, if they can collaborate, then I think that that's nearly the perfect recipe. Oftentimes, anyway, getting that balance is the hardest thing to do you know yeah and you know when I see obviously you've assisted we'll just touch a bit on on Pat because I feel like you've got great knowledge in assisting so tell me how that came about well I think that um because I had uh quite a few lucky breaks and Mm. and luck doesn't fall from the sky we know that right so but anyway you have to recognize 
how how lucky you are also. Um, and I got on, on to doing really, really important jobs very quickly. But in so doing, of course, it was nerve wracking. And I was always asking myself the question of what would somebody else do in this situation? How would they solve this problem? And I knew no one. I knew no other makeup artists, of course. And so the questions that I had would go around in my head. And I was just dying to be able to have a conversation with another makeup artist that would be friendly, you know, mm. that would be not just looking at me as as their competitor trying to, I don't know, take their clients or something, but actually like in theater or in cinema, when you're a crew and you're all working together and you're all brainstorming ideas, nobody's worried about uh, delivering information uh, that, you know, you would be, you know, susceptible to steal their knowledge. So it was a long, long, lonely path, but my profound, um, uh, you know, motivation was to find someone. And in so doing, I wanted to find someone that I would really respect. And at the time, uh, Pat McGrath was really breaking rules. She wasn't at all as well known. This is a while back. But mm. for, for those who had the eyes to see and the, those who were seeking as I was, mm. of course, I remarked upon the rules that she was breaking. And I was so delighted with this, but I didn't know how to contact her, where she lived. I had no idea, but at least I did know that I did want to find a way to contact her. I actually eventually, um, and, you know, I do believe that it's really important to dream and project yourself yeah. because curiously enough, um, I was working one day and she was in the studio next to mine in Paris. And when I found out who the makeup artist was, I asked immediately, uh, could I walk into the studio? And I knew the people, it's a small world. And uh, I walked right up to her and I said, I want to thank you. And I probably could be honest in thanking you for so many makeup artists. You're breaking the rules. It's so exciting. If ever you need a hand, there's my number. And she said to me, well, there's mine. And I said, no, I'll leave you with mine. And one day we'll possibly meet up when you really need a hand. You know, I should have gave her my number. <laughs> um, it just so happened that way. And, you know, like people were saying to me, why didn't you keep her number? Why didn't you call her back? And I I just said, you know, I think there's certain important um, encounters that you really hope that they go a different way than just simply uh, calling them up and calling them up and sending in your dossier or sending in your, you know, your work. I just was hoping that there would be uh, just a, you know, uh, a serendipity encounter here. Um, that's what I thought. I mean, you know, we we have magic in our heads and that was mine. So, yeah. And it happened a Sorry. couple of a couple of years later. Um, so a couple of years later, she contacted you. Yeah, I was contacted when I was in Milan. I was doing the shows and she was uh, starting off to do uh, some important shows where, yeah, you need a crew, you know. So when and you so, were doing your shows there already in Paris, were you leading your shows or were you still a some of my shows? I was some of my shows I was leading, but in the same spirit of. Uh, wanting to exchange with makeup artists, I was looking to exchange with really the best. I mean, I I worked with Francois Nars, I worked with Kevin O'Quinn, I worked with uh, Fulvia Farolfi, I worked with you know people across the world. And the thing was that if I was going to be doing shows, to be doing them with great people, uh, Linda Cantello as well, Topolino, these all became 
not all of them, but some of them became real, real buddies and friends and, and, you know, sources of exchange. So we were all kind of helping each other out. And I'd also do some of my own shows, but truly when you're starting off and you could say this uh, better than Milan, you, 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 you've um, enough experience to say this is that when you're starting off doing your own shows, you don't always get um, the budget to do, have the greatest crews. You don't have the budget or they don't have the budget to have the greatest girls or whatever. And in walking into really, really big shows, you were having, thanks to assisting, you were having access to the greatest models, the greatest designers, the greatest shows. And if I was to apply this idea of polish yourself with the, be- with the best to become the, your best. Yeah. Well, that was what really my endeavor was. So some people were out to get their own shows in their own name, mm. uh, but that wasn't my complete uh, focus at all. Uh, it was the craft, you know, learning the craft and learning it through fun and exchange with really great people in every single domain, you know, the greatest hairdressers, etc. you know? Mm. So watching and being part of that um, is an extraordinary, you know, learning curve, as you can imagine. Yeah. Oh, what, what a place to be in. Um, yeah. Because I was on the other side of that, but I was assistant of photographer when I was in that environment and I didn't necessarily want to be a makeup artist. I was just doing it on the side. It just happened to hit me by accident and be inspired from you guys doing those shows. Um, and in terms of like from all the way back then to now, you know, like what's your overall vibe, like feeling of the industry about makeup artists now in terms of their, I know there's different eras, but technique, you know, because you're very into like storytelling, mood boards, um, you know, really dissecting because you're a designer too. So, you know. so yeah, thanks to, you know, the, the privilege of being able to share in, in being in the back rooms, thanks to Pat inviting me in to, to help her uh, design these shows and be part of a crew, by the way, a design mm. team, if you wish. Um, I realized that, you know, every designer uh, wants obviously something unique, and uh, that you're really at their service to try and uh, deliver to them the maximum options, you know, the best possibility, the best possibilities to to just go as far as you can. So nothing is off the table. Uh, If you didn't have a product, you invent it. Uh, If they're asking you, uh, as we were uh, asked at times from certain designers, you know, I hate makeup, do me a new no makeup. So then you're, you're stripping right back, but you know, you know yourself that we are in fashion. This is not about simply just saying, oh, okay, well, we'll do nothing. It's, it's about being much smarter than that. So what I think that's going on now is a little bit like what I was saying is that uh, if you don't have people asking you to really research something and people whom you respect, right, mm-hmm. uh, then you're going to get stuck in your own techniques. We all know this, by the way, nobody's different. Mm -hmm. And the luck is that collaboration to meet up with people who are really demanding of themselves naturally and of you. And they trust you to be as demanding on yourself. So if you don't have um, pressure like that to actually surpass yourself, your chances of doing that are very low. There are some people you know, that are, you know, like musicians that are trying to surpass themselves, et cetera. Mm. But they also 
are rubbing up against great sound engineers, great, you know, great people who are pushing them. So I think that the solitude sometimes is a bit of a problem. And the trend of repetition is really high. I think you should never get stuck in a hole and just make sure that, well, it depends on your curiosity. I mean, if you're in a certain area and you're happy to do that, that's brilliant. I really think that's great. But if you're curious, like, you know, I and many others, by the way, uh, about exploring new territories, um, uh, looking for not the trend, but what uh, might be a trend, what's coming, you know, what's out there, trying to feel a pulse of something. At the moment, I, you know, thanks to social media, we all kind of know uh, there's been a trend like it's called Instagram makeup and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I don't look down on that. That's a trend. Mm-hmm. But I, I would never, ever have done 30 years in this field if I wasn't doing research. I would, ne- I would have been bored because I would have gotten to a point where, yeah, I could have been repetitive, just doing over and over. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would like to say one thing is that everybody does have a unique approach and there's nothing bad about that. It's just, uh, I would say, like in any creative field, never get lazy never be self-satisfied or arrogant, uh, take chances, take risks. But that means pushing the boundaries of what beauty is. Mm-hmm. So if you come in with a closed mind or an idea of that's it, you should not belong to fashion. Fashion is about change for me. Anyway, that's what I've oh, learned. No. I mean, I love that you say that because I think fashion is one of those sort of many, many discussions that people have because everyone loves the idea that they're trendy, they're in fashion, they're part of fashion. But, you know, what is fashion? You know, like people say, oh, well, I can't be in fashion because they're all so snobby or it's all trend led or, you know, but actually I feel like everyone is obsessed to fashion in some degree, you know, um, and it's it's really important to to just put it out there, you know, like what you're saying. Well, um, you know, imagine fashion is a form of expression just like music. Just like writers, poets, it's a form of expression. It just is a, an exterior form of expression, you know. And I believe that when I came into it, uh, what I found the most valuable was uniqueness, not to look like, mm. but to, to find out what it means to be unique. So when I naturally approach a face, I certainly do not want that face to look like. I'm trying to find out what can I uh, do to enhance or bring out the unique quality of this person mm-hmm. in certain contexts, obviously, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. it's an adventure. It's not, Oh, I'm just going to repeat what I did. And even when you're doing a fashion show and there is a look for the girls on the show mm-hmm. uh, in the highest form of this, um, of the, the expression of makeup in fashion shows, it should be fitted like a glove. That person should look exquisite in their own uh, unique way, because they were casted for this show for who they are, not yeah. something else. They, they, are, they were uniquely casted. So it's a really incredible adventure to say to yourself, uh, it's a privilege to be at an arm's length from someone's face. It's a really intimate moment, mm. right? And when you come in with a little bit of uh, uh, humility, a little bit of awe, a little bit of magic of that moment, wow, what an opportunity. By the way, it's, it's challenging also because, you know, you're going to have to put your skills, your techniques, uh, your tricks to use. 
because, you know, it, also it's challenging. You're on a deadline. Um, you've got to perform at a very, very high level. The person might have gotten up on the wrong side of the bed. You know, you might have gotten up on the wrong side of the bed. So that's all another thing about professionalism and resilience and having these shoulders. But I wake up in the morning when I'm working and my biggest challenge is, can I see the beauty? Mm -hmm. Not the problem. I'm not a plumber. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, you can you can wake up, you're tired, whatever. But the magic is, can I see the beauty? And I give myself that challenge and then I I, I go from there. So how do so, you dissect it when you're, because obviously you can see the beauty, but when you've got that team, because you guys like look after hundreds and hundreds of models and it's always obviously immaculate. And I know that, you know, as a makeup artist myself, I'll go around and look around and do the touch-ups. But, you know, if people are thinking, oh, you know, what, if you want an assistant, which is a normal question, everyone says, well, what do you look out for? I mean, over the time, you know, what is your major thing as a big no-no or a big yes? Often uh, being organized, there has to be like a technical thing that you see. Uh, are you asking me what I'm looking for in an assistant? Yeah. Or, oh. When they're on a show, you know, like physically, you know, when you've got everyone. Uh, well, uh, first of all, I, you know, you, you want somebody who's hungry to learn. And second of all, who's smart enough to read the room, know what's going on. I often tell an assistant, watch um, in a shoot or whatever, watch the assistance of all the best in here. In general, they have this knowledge of how to just uh, guess what you need. Mm -hmm. They're in the right place at the right time, giving you the right thing. In the beginning, though, it takes time to work somebody in to, to figure that out. But, you know, first of all, you walk in and you observe, mm -hmm. you know, uh, on the very first show I did with Pat McGrath, I just observed. I was given no one to do. It's all, it's always a little bit of a meeting. Like you, you know, you don't want anything to go wrong. And yet at the same time, it's like a measuring, it's like sumos. <laughs> and at a certain point, you're going to have to act because something's going to occur where you're going to have an opportunity to maybe make yourself useful. And in my case, for example, I think it was the first Versace show that Pat was doing. And there was a girl, as usual, that kept, came in 10 minutes before the show. And I did the makeup with the hairdressers. The girl was, uh, Pat seemed to be happy. She went out and I was asked to come backstage with Pat to, to uh, you know, set up the backstage with her. Um, but I hadn't done anything up until there, but I wasn't freaking out. I just knew that, well, I, I was already pretty experienced by this point, but um, you have to have that capacity to observe, to be quiet, to make yourself useful at the right time, to guess what that person needs. So that means you're watching the person you're assisting all the time, everything they're doing over and above the, the, the cleanliness and the organization is, why are they doing what they're doing? I mean, you really are scrutinizing uh, the person you're working for, and you're actually trying to develop uh, techniques. The very first time I had an assistant after about a week, she said, you could, you said to me, I could ask any question. And I said, yeah, yeah. She said, but I haven't asked you any questions. I said, yeah, that's true. And she said, but it's not that I don't have questions. It's because you keep on doing things differently. <laughs> so I'm starting over every time taking notes and not, not knowing when to ask the question. Yeah. And I thanked her. I said, well, Thanks to you, I'm going to methodize my work so that I can actually have more assistance that feel more useful. 
You know, it's great to do a solo, but if you just do solos, very hard to be able to do large uh, projects, right? So true. You know, you, you, yeah. it's, it's wonderful to do a solo. It's exhausting. You know, <laughs> my poor assistants then, because <laughs> every time they see me, they're like, your kit is always different. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just testing you. But, but it's because we get um, gifted so many products, you know, so we have to, yeah. To well, I, I them, otherwise we don't move forward, to, right? I think that the person that's working with you is to be as, as hungry as you are, mm-hmm. as demanding of yourself as you are, you know? And yeah, they have to have a discreet demeanor. You know, it's not about them. Mm. And by the way, uh, I think that it's important also makeup artists have to treat their assistants really well. And and they have to recognize that vice versa. You know, there's mm. there's this this uh, certain uh, ethics of of how, how to work together. Uh, you're right. It's a tough business. And sometimes people are really tough. And um, be it snobby or whatever, but it's often because of the pressure that people are under. It doesn't always show the best side of them. And some Mm. people don't deal with pressure well. And I have um, I have room uh, for that when I'm I'm watching people work. It's just I I know that they can be highly, highly gifted. uh, But when the pressure comes on, you know, it's tough. So I'm not really judgmental about the people I work with. And by the way, Pat McGrath, uh, speaking of her, she's one pretty renowned as being one of the most encouraging uh, makeup artists there is. And like you said, you know, she told you contact my agent or whatever. Uh, She was one of the very few that was really just down to earth, simple, get the job done, work hard, you know, and, and just felt very, you know, she spread the, the joy, excitement, the love, because she felt also all of those things. And she also felt how lucky are we to be doing such a fantastic uh, career. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of contagious. So the person who is uh, the leader is contagious and his team will reflect who's at the top, you know? So. Yeah. Cause you were with her for so long. I was just thinking, God, like we were probably in the same room and I didn't know you, you know, because I never, ever noticed assistance. It was strange because I noticed Pat because someone pointed her out to me and then I'd see the models and you know my job was just to like get to know the models um for the press so um you know it for me it was like wow she did stand out but she, she was always happy I always saw her and she but I never ever noticed the assistance it was so strange but I get it now you know the they just were all really good and sort of just did their own thing but um I think that everybody, you know, when you've got a well-oiled team, mm. everybody's Great doing what they've got to be doing. And yeah. no one is really about, uh, you know, me, myself and I, mm. you know, there, there's a, a whole job being done and there's a mutual yeah. respect going on here. Yeah. And uh, if, uh, you know, if, if you're starting to notice all the assistants, uh, that's, that's kind of strange. It's, it's just yeah. one machine that's really going on. I would say one thing though, uh, a great um, attitude and great energy mm-hmm. is really, really important when you're assisting anyone or working anywhere, anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you have that. <laughs> well, sometimes I'm really quiet, you know, and let my assistants do all the 
the stuff for me because you know when you're working non-stop you just have to focus on one thing and then your assistants have to be the ones to sort of just be your sort of guard in some way are you that person for pat sometimes do you yeah you know know, sorry (laughs) i i think that you know it's a real reflection on you is if you've got a great team that's actually just going about everything they're not waiting on your last breath to do Mm. something out of, I don't know, fear or something. Yeah. It's a real reflection on you when you have a really incredibly independent moving team, Mm. uh, utterly respecting each other, et cetera, in each area that each person is often uh, gifted in a different way. Mm. And Um, if I say to you um, the power of makeup, like in broader terms, not just as a makeup artist, because we know like as makeup artists, you know, um what we can do for people but for those listening even if there's people you know who have got different versions of like the instagram makeup or the the bridal makeup you know from all those aspects you know what is the power of makeup to you what can people i I think that um i think that i i kind of said it i think the power of makeup is to enhance what's unique about a, a human being Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, we as makeup artists have an extraordinary superpower. And even if we're doing very little or a lot, that person gets up out of the chair and feels empowered themselves. Doesn't feel that they're dependent on you for the mask that you put on them, but you're revealing them to themselves. Mm-hmm. And that moment where that happens in front of the mirror, and you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you see the person's face light up. Yeah, and they see themselves. It's really moving. It's very moving, and they're just like really happy. Is this me? And and it, you mightn't have done a lot. It's not yeah. about the, how much. It's that moment where you've really just managed to put your skills to the use of enhancing them, and they feel empowered at that moment. And you know somehow, some way. That job is done. Like, it's a wonderful feeling. I also do think that the power of makeup, there are certain areas that I think that should be explored the way, you know, people um, do give money to charity or things like that. I think that there's more to do with uh, creating, like, I think L'Oreal created a day called Dress for Success. But Mm -hmm. I think success day, like, you know, women who are, I don't know, looking for jobs or with, uh, you know, the employment agencies or whatever, women in transition. I think there's a lot to do for women for the power of makeup. You know, I think uh, women who are in hospital, uh, hospitalized situations, uh, you know, I I know that certain uh, really great makeup artists that I I, I know from London, went and turned and specialized in um, working on people who had cancer treatments and so very particular products. So I think that that extraordinary, wonderful moving power of makeup mm-hmm. and the power of the beauty that a person feels with themselves should be thought of to expand as far as we can go. I really think that that's something oh, to think about. Oh, that's brilliant. Thank you so much, Kathy. And just before we go, I just want to wrap up with, um, you know, your unique way of education. So is that a form of, uh, for the listeners to follow? Is it more of an online platform um, school? Is it that you're doing or? So I I do online uh, masterclasses and I do these meetups and the masterclasses are like either a one-off where we're just actually going to brainstorm together Mm -hmm. over work. 
and review, uh, critique, uh, work on an aspect of the work, or we're going to do something like, uh, uh, it's called the project, where we're going to develop over four meetings. And then the meetups are just basically, I create these moments where we meet up over a certain theme. And this year, the theme is skin. And I, I publish it on my Instagram and people know when it's happening. Oh, brilliant. Thank you so much. Um, I just love that you're speaking now, Cathy. And honestly, I, I just feel like I just want to spend all day with you, but you're so busy now. Hopefully you'll come to London and see us personally and be able to do something together. But um love that. And and by the way, I I, I found from meeting you on Clubhouse, uh, you stood out immediately. You're you're really have a wide, broad view of the industry. You're very supportive, you give great advice to young makeup artists yourself. And I think that you've uh, yeah, you've walked the walk. So what you say has credibility. I could hear it immediately, though we had only met, first of all, through our voices. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so oh, there well, you go. Thank you so much. And um, I hope to see you soon.